I've been approached by traffickers too. And <laughs> fuck people? This reminds me of um, this story I got like hooked on about like, oh man, this like guy he kept dreaming and he kept seeing this like half headed boy. Like he had mm-hmm. a like concave. Yeah. That just reminds me of that. Oh, sorry. That's, that's okay. Okay. This is a story on Reddit that Becca sent me. Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) And uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's about. All I know is it's entitled, My wife has been peeking at me from around corners and behind furniture. It's gone from weird to terrifying. I don't know if it's a true story or not. Uh, I'm going to lean towards fiction. In the comments is saying that this is, like, really scary. Oh, okay, cool. This one guy said, this is the scariest story I've ever read on here. And I fucking hate myself for reading it. Dope! I'm excited! <laughs> do you want to, like, take turns, or are you reading the whole thing to me? What do you want to do? It's up to you. I don't mind sitting here listening. Do you want to do popcorn? Reading? Do I want to do Pop- popcorn? Popcorn reading. No. <laughs> you don't know what that is? No, because I can't prepare. I can't, like, count how many I had, and I prepare that. <laughs> Did you do that? No. You didn't prepare? No. Like, you'd count how many in class you would... No, because like, everyone... No, honestly, you want to know what I did? Uh, I would literally read ahead, be so freaked out that I was going to get popcorn to... Well, and popcorn reading, you can't prepare because you don't know who they're going to pop oh, to. Oh, we didn't, we didn't do randoms. We did, like, in a line. No, I would, like, read way ahead, and then I was like, oh, shit. And then I have to, like, figure out where everyone else was. <laughs> and then I have to go back. Because some people... You know how some kids... My wife has been, you know what I'm talking about? And you're like, today, Junior. And you're like, oh, God. You know, when you're a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. My wife, Lynn, and I have been together for six years and married for 11 months. Our entire history together has been very normal, and never once have I noticed any weird behaviors or red flags. I can't stress enough how out of character this whole thing is for her. Lynn is very kind, intelligent, and thoughtful. She's always been the no-nonsense type of person. Being childish or trying to scare me is not something she'd normally do. She doesn't even like watching horror movies. When we first started dating, (laughs) she agreed to watch The Shining with me because she knew how much I loved horror. She was so scared that she didn't even make it through half of the movie before we had to turn it off. She isn't into anything creepy and has never been into pranks. It's just not her cup of tea, and that's fine. But that's what's so strange about this. It's just so unlike her. I should also add that she never had any mental health issues, and as as far as I'm aware, it doesn't run in her family. I know some people are able to hide their mental health problems, but in the six years we've been together, I think I've seen... I'd have seen some sort of sign, sorry. I'm getting all worked up now about the popcorn. There's no popcorning. It's all you, boo. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Two months ago, I was in the kitchen making myself some coffee before work. I was running a bit late that morning and knew I wouldn't be able to make it to Dunkin' Donuts for my usual morning fix. Damn. I took a sip of my coffee as I hurried down the hall towards the front door when I happened to notice Lynn peeking at me from around the corner ahead of me. I could only see her eyes and a strand of her long, dark hair hanging against the wall. The rest of her body was concealed behind the corner. I nearly spilled my coffee when I saw her. I did burn the shit out of my lips. Jeez, Lynn, I said, wiping a few drops of coffee from my pants. You scared the shit out of me. She immediately popped out of view like a little kid that had been caught. I heard her scurry off towards the living room, and by the time I got to the front door, she was out of sight. It was really weird, and just totally out of character for her, like I said, but I also found it kind of funny that she was being more playful and a little less serious. As I shouted that I loved her and called her a weirdo, oh, I shouted that I loved her and called her a weirdo, as I shut the door behind me, I heard her laughing. Her behavior was a bit odd. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, do you want to do the sound effect? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Her behavior was a bit odd, but it certainly wasn't something to call a priest over. I forgot about it by lunch, and by the time I got home, she was her normal self. I didn't bring it up, and neither did she, and life went on. For Okay, pause. First of all, I would have brought it up, no matter what. Why? I'm sorry. If <laughs> You got up to go to work in the morning, and Cody was standing behind the corner... Okay. And peeked around and looked at you and then ran away <laughs> and then you left and he never did that. You wouldn't be like, so what were you doing this morning? Yes, but knowing me, I would have forgot by the afternoon. Oh, so I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have. <laughs> I would have literally been in my car like, so what are you just doing? <laughs> like, I wouldn't be able to not ask. I would at least texted him and been like, what was that about? Haha. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't think it was, I wouldn't th be like thinking it was a scary thing i wouldn't be like really thinking into it but i would have been like oh yeah what were you doing like why yeah, were you I probably would have been like, like i think it was funny i would have thought it was funny and been like so like yeah were you like spying on like what were you doing yeah were you like in a joking way me? yeah right honestly i probably would have got mad if i got scared i mean he did yeah that's what i'm saying if that yeah. was me i would have been like i, I would have you know, i'm not made a morning a big person fit. so i would have been like can you fucking stop? Uh, no, I would have been like... Oh, here, baby. I forgot. <laughs> I would have been like... If, if for those who can't see her, she threw her hands up in the air and, like, put a pouty face <laughs> on and almost crying. I think I saw a tear. Okay, hold on. That's, that's dramatic. <laughs> you are dramatic. Oh, yeah. The next incident happened three days later. It was around 2 a.m. and I had woken up to get a drink. I was standing at the kitchen island, jug of OJ in hand, when I felt a strong feeling that I was being watched. For whatever reason, I looked down at the floor and saw my wife's smiling face staring back. She was peeking at me from the other side of the island, staring up at me with wide, unblinking eyes and grinning. Grinning like the Cheshire cat. Wait, what? The whole thing? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh my god. The whole thing I just said? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is why we're gonna popcorn. Yeah, okay, okay. Hold okay. On. I'll put my phone away. Alright, for those of you who also didn't hear. <laughs> the next incident happened three days later. It was around 2 a.m. and I had woken up to get a Fuck drink. Fuck that. I was standing at the kitchen island, jug of OJ in hand, when I felt a strong feeling that I was being watched. For whatever reason, I looked down at the floor and saw my wife's smiling face staring back. She was peeking at me from the other side of the island, staring up at me with a wide, unblinking eyes and grinning. Grinning like the Cheshire cat. I screamed, I'll admit it. Not out of... 
irritation, but fear. For some reason at that moment, I was scared. At the sound of my scream, Lynn scuttled backwards out of my view, her hands and feet smacking the tile floor as she hurried out of the kitchen on all fours. Ew! I didn't run after her or even yell after her. I just stood there, frozen in shock, wondering what the fuck had possessed her to do that. It took me a little longer than I'd like to admit to go back upstairs, but I eventually did. When I got to our bedroom, Lynn was lying on her side asleep, or at least pretending to be. I stood there for a while, watching her breathing to be sure she was really asleep. See, I would do that, but I would do that. You know what I mean? It's like not out of character for me. You would do that? Get on your f- hands and feet, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's fucking weird and scurry backwards. Yes. <laughs> Try and do th- that right now. Okay. Let me see how easy you can scurry backwards on your hands and feet. My legs are really sore. And I just and heard them pop. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably younger than me. Ew! <laughs> Was that good? No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they can hear your little thudding. <laughs> okay. I had the feeling she might jump out at me the moment I got into bed, but she didn't. I climbed into bed and she didn't even move. Her breathing was soft and deep, and I was starting to wonder if I dreamt the whole thing. The next morning, I waited for her to come down for coffee, and after handing her a mug and kissing her cheek, I decided to ask her about it. Thank you. Right. See, I would have asked that night. I would have been like, what are you doing on the floor? Right? Yeah. Right. What was that about last night, I asked, keeping my tone light so I didn't offend or embarrass her. She frowned over her cup of coffee, shaking her head like she had no clue what I was referring to. You were peeking at me again. From over there, I said, pointing to the spot on the floor by the kitchen island. She followed my gaze, and then, and when she looked back at me, she burst out laughing. She laughed so hard that I couldn't help but join her. You creep me the fuck out sometimes, you know that, I said. She giggled and set her cup on the counter and wrapped her arms around my neck. You creep me out all the time, so I guess we're even, she teased. We said our goodbyes and left for work. As I drove, I kept thinking about how creepy it had been seeing her grinning at me from behind the island like that. The sounds her hands made on the floor as she crawled away. (laughs) I told myself she was just trying to be silly. Just trying to join me in my love of all things horror. It's not like I was afraid of her, but it still didn't sit right with me. I started seeing her peeking at me more and more. Sometimes she'd be peeking out from behind the couch or living room curtains. Once she even managed to get outside her grandmother's old trunk that sits at the foot of our bed to get inside of it not yeah. outside oh, yeah yeah I, I get yeah, yeah yeah i might not have even known she was there at all had the trunk's old hinges not given her away she'd had the lid propped up just enough so that only half of her face peeked through she'd been grinning like an excited toddler it was unnerving i didn't even know what to say to her all i could do was stare when i finally found my voice i asked her why on earth was she doing this She didn't answer, but she had slowly closed the lid, shutting herself inside the trunk. I just walked away, feeling disturbed. I didn't understand why she was doing it, but it clearly made her happy. I just hoped she would tire of the game quickly. Lynn didn't peek at me for the next two weeks. I started to think she was done with her weird prank, and I was relieved. We were watching a show on Netflix one night, and I jokingly said that I hadn't seen her peeking at me lately. Aw, you are fucked up. And that she must have given up on her spy game. She looked up at me with a small smile and said, maybe I've just gotten better at it. I didn't say anything, but I wondered whether or not she was joking. 
For the next few days, I couldn't stop thinking about what she'd said. Was she still peeking at me when I wasn't looking and just hadn't noticed? And if so, what the hell was she getting out of this? I started to feel paranoid, constantly checking whether she was watching from around a corner or behind a door. I was jumpy whenever I was home, and she wasn't even in, and she wasn't in full view of me. I felt stupid and a little crazy. But after a few weeks without another incident, I began to relax. I stopped checking behind furniture and walls and told myself it was just a bad memory. Then a few days ago, things <laughs> got so much worse. Lynn left to go to a friend's, and I lounged on the couch and played a couple games on my laptop. Around 9 p.m., I hopped in the shower, and as I was washing the soap from my hair, I felt that awful feeling that I was being watched. I slowly opened my eyes and almost had a heart attack. Lynn was peeking from behind the shower curtain, her entire head stretched into the shower, leaving just her body outside. Her long, dark hair hung against the curtain, the ends dripping with water. Her mouth hung open in a terrible grin, eyes wide and red, as if she hadn't blinked in a while. I screamed and jumped back against the wall. She didn't move, nor did her smile waver. Her makeup ran down her cheeks in two black streaks. She looked giddy and completely deranged. I was fucking terrified. Side note, pause the story again. That kind of happened to me <laughs> one time with Sierra <laughs> <laughs> when I was in the shower and I was like, um, I guess I was washing my hair or something. Turn around. She's right there looking in the shower. And <laughs> I don't remember what, why, but it scared the fuck out of me. I literally screamed loud. I would punch Cody in the dick if he ever scares me in the goddamn shower. <laughs> I mean, she that was... That is the most vulnerable place. She was in the bathroom, but I think I thought she left, but... Okay, that's dumb. On me? <laughs> yeah. I thought she left. I don't know. But I was not expecting her face in the shower, behind the shower curtain. It scared me. And I screamed. Okay. 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 Resume. Push play. Okay. <laughs> we stood like that for a few moments. Put push pause. <laughs> push pause. We stood like that for a few moments, neither of us saying a word. Finally, after what felt like forever, she slowly... They're in the shower, right? Yes. Okay. Pulled her head back out of the shower, and I watched her blurry figure through the curtain as she moved backwards towards the bathroom door. A second later, the bathroom door slammed shut, hard enough to rattle the mirror. I screamed again and jumped out of the shower to lock the door. I stayed inside the bathroom for over an hour. Maybe I overreacted to some of you, but joke or not, I wasn't going to put up with the crazy shit anymore. That's what I kept telling myself as I paced in my bathroom, stopping to listen at the door every few minutes. Suddenly I heard a muffled sound and I pressed my ear against the bathroom door, straining to listen. I couldn't hear anything, but I envisioned Lynn standing on the oh, other side of the door, on. giggling at her joke. I felt a surge of anger. I was beyond pissed at being made to feel scared in my own house and made to hide in the bathroom for an hour. All for what? Some joke? It was a joke. If it was a joke, it was an awful one. What the fuck, Lynn? I snapped. The shit is getting really fucking annoying. I, went, I waited to hear her apologize or to call me a jerk. But instead, I heard a faint moan. So quiet, I wondered if I had heard it at all. Sound effects. <laughs> and then complete silence oh like I'm shut up <laughs> Lynn I called out not even able to hide the shakiness in my voice I got no response just my own heavy breathing my just my own heavy breathing 
Okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that was such a like I did this on purpose, but I did it. I understand why it looked like that. I think it's because my re- reaction time oh, to that shit was so slow. <laughs> I like dropped it first, and then I like went. To <laughs> anyway, um. I swear to God, just fucking stop it, I yelled, pounding my fist on the door. I waited for her to cuss me out, something I would expect from me talking to her like that. I never screamed at her before, but there was nothing, just the occasional drip from the shower head. I won't deny that I was scared, too afraid to open the damn door and face my own wife. I waited... (laughs) That's not part of this. (laughs) I waited another 30 minutes or so, which feels like a fucking lifetime when you're scared. Finally, I decided I wasn't going to spend the night hiding in my bathroom, so I got down on my knees and peered under the door. I almost expected to see her face peeking back at me. (laughs) I'm not going to stand for this! Let me look under the door, though. (laughs) That's what I act like. Yeah. Okay. I almost expected to see her face peeking back at me, but thankfully I didn't. I could see straight down the hallway to the top of the stairs, but no Lynn. I didn't know if I should be happy about that or not. I looked for a few minutes, waiting to see her head pop up over the top step, but it never came. I stood up, my hand hovering over the door, and mentally prepared myself to open it. I slowly turned the lock with shaky fingers and was about to yank it open when I heard a sound that still makes me nauseous when I think about it. A moan. Louder than before, but this time I was able to tell where it was coming from. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, sorry. Do you want to try again? <laughs> I can't moan without laughing. Okay, I want to look. <laughs> I think that was pretty good. Okay. okay. I turned my head to the closet door as if in slow motion and locked eyes with my wife, who was peeking out at me from the slight gap. Her eyes were still wide as ever, and her mouth was hanging open in the most grotesque, gaping smile I've ever seen. I didn't even scream. I was too scared for that. Her hands were clasped to her chest, body trembling with sheer delight, as if she could barely contain her excitement. A short, raspy moan bubbled up from her throat, deep and raw, sending a shiver through my entire body. (laughs) Go ahead. Raspy moan. Short, raspy moan, deep and raw. (laughs) (laughs) i think that's pretty good that was good (laughs) okay somehow i found the ability to pull the bathroom door open and ran as fast as i could all the way down the steps snagging my keys and phone from the table in the living room before running outside to my car i could hear her shrill laughter behind me but i didn't hear her getting closer i didn't bother shutting the front door i drove away from the house faster than i legally should have shivering the entire time either from fear or the cold maybe a little of both i hadn't grabbed a coat or even a pair of shoes i was still in my boxers and my hair was damp i drove straight to my brother chris's house about 40 minutes away ignoring any and every call and text i got I didn't check my phone until I was safely parked in my brother's driveway. Lynn had called four times and sent a flurry of texts, all wondering where I'd gone and why I left like that. I threw my phone at a dish in rage, furious at her nonchalant attitude. 
My brother and his wife were surprised to see me, especially dressed in just a pair of boxers, but told me to stay as long as I needed. Chris lent me some clothes and asked me what happened. I told him Lynn and I had had a fight, but didn't get into the details. I didn't want him to think I was overreacting, leaving my wife over a prank, even if it was a strange one. I mean, hadn't I encouraged her for years to lighten up instead of being so serious all the time? I had wanted her to relax and loosen up, but this is definitely not what I had in mind. I tried to sleep on their sofa, but my brain wouldn't let me sleep. Every time I closed my eyes, I saw Lynn's face staring at me from inside the closet. Knowing she'd been in there with me the entire time made my skin crawl. She never left the fucking bathroom at all. Instead, she slipped inside the closet and slammed the bathroom door shut to fool me. The mere thought of going back home gave me anxiety. I tossed and turned, unable to sleep. Chris ended up giving me a sleeping pill so I was able to get a little rest. My sleep was filled with terrible dreams, all of Lynn's smiling face. Now that would scare me, the closet thing. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Resume. Sorry, that was a pause moment, but I forgot to say pause. Okay, play. I woke up just as the sun started to rise. My sore body ached from the sofa, and I felt drained. I knew I'd have to call Lynn at some point, but I didn't know what to say to her. I wouldn't be going home unless she gave me her word she'd never do any more creepy shit. I just wanted my wife back. Her normal, serious self never looked so good to me. Damn, okay. But that's fine. <laughs> I was contemplating calling her and telling her that when the familiar feeling came over me. I was being watched. I was staring at the ceiling, but my heart, no, my heart was in my throat. I didn't want to look away, but the longer I ignored the feeling, the worse it got. My eyes drifted away from the ceiling, almost on their own. Her face was pressed up against the window beside the couch, staring down at me with that ga same gaping smile. Drool dribbled down her lips, leaving two long streaks down the glass. I didn't know how long she'd been there, but something told me she'd been there quite a, lot, a while, possibly all night. I, di <laughs> I didn't bother screaming, though I was afraid anger trumped my fear, any fear I felt at that moment. I jumped up from the glass and pounded my palm against the glass. <laughs> I'm just going to edit all those sound effects together and see what kind of porn comes up. <laughs> Lynn, are you crazy? What the hell is wrong with you? Just go home, I shouted. Now. She didn't move, and her ghastly expression never changed. If anything, her smile only grew, as if she had never been more elated. I could hear Chris and his wife moving around upstairs, as if Lynn could hear them from her place outside. Her head switched, twitched slightly in their direction, and she began to close her mouth slowly. Chris called my name from upstairs, obviously concerned. I turned to see him and his wife, Rebecca, hurrying down the steps. When I turned back to the window, Lynn was gone. The only sign she'd been there at all was the two streaks of drool still dripping down the glass. Ah! I'd be pissed if I was Chris. Yeah. Or Rebecca. I'd be more pissed if I was Rebecca. I'd be like, what's your fucking brother's wife doing here drooling on my damn window? <laughs> True. Guys don't care. Yeah. I turned him off. I tried explaining to Chris and Rebecca about waking up to see Lynn watching me through their window. They were skeptical. Who wouldn't be? Chris and I went outside to the spot in front of the window, but there were no footprints in the dirt, just a slight indent. Animal, probably, Chris guessed, and I didn't argue. He and Rebecca assumed I dreamt the entire episode, but they didn't understand, and I was too tired to explain it to them. I called out of work that day and turned my cell off. I didn't want to face Lynn. Just talking to her was too much for me at that point. I really started to believe something was irreversibly wrong with her, that no matter what promises she'd made, she made, we'd never be the same again. 
The thought saddened me to my core. I cried most of the morning. By noon, I figured I was ready to confront her, give her one last chance to explain herself. I could at least give her that after six years, I told myself. I turned my phone on and saw the dozens of texts she sent, all from a seemingly concerned wife. Can we talk? I love you. Please call me. I'm really worried. Can you answer? Just come home. And more of the same. All texts telling me she loved me and she wanted me home. How worried she was. Not a damn one addressing the crazy shit she pulled. Like she hadn't been acting like a character from a Stephen King book. Even her texts were different. She normally texts in novels just to tell me to pick up a loaf of bread. You'd think she'd have more to say to me after her bizarre shenanigans. I know it probably seems childish to some of you who are miles away from this situation, but if you saw the way Lynn had looked at me, how she scampered away on all fours like some wild animal, grinning at me from the inside the closet like a lunatic, then I think you'd find my reaction was warranted. I ended up staying with Chris and Rebecca for another night. I didn't wake up yesterday until afternoon, and thankfully I didn't see Lynn's face watching me through the window. I don't want to pry because it's not my place. But is this fight something that can be mended? Rebecca asked. She made us both a sandwich for lunch, and I knew she wanted to breach the subject without seeming to be nosy. I don't know. I just... She feels like a different person, I said, choosing my words carefully. I still wasn't ready for her, Chris, to know the full extent of the batshit craziness I had been dealing with. People change, Ben, but she's still the same woman you married. Maybe you both just need to talk through your issues. Whatever's going on, I'm sure it can be fixed, she said, over the pe ever the peacemaker. I think it's beyond that now. I don't think talking would help. I just don't trust her, I said. The words stung in my heart. I missed and loved my wife, but how could I live with someone like that? Living in constant fear didn't sound too appealing. Lynn loves you. She has to be absolutely crushed, she said. I don't know about that, I said. Well, she certainly seemed like it to me. I've never seen her so upset. Very much unlike the Lynn I know, Rebecca said, shaking her head sadly. It took a full minute for her words to really sink in. Yeah, what? And when they did, I felt dread worming its way through my skin. Wait, what do you mean? You saw her? You saw Lynn? I asked, my mouth suddenly dry. Rebecca nodded casually, as if the fact wasn't nightmare fuel. Maybe it w for her it wasn't. She stopped by this morning just after Chris left for work, she said, cleaning the plates from the table. I didn't see her car, though. Maybe she took an Uber or something. Beck, what did she say? Did she come inside? I asked, uh, sweating, sweat starting to break out on my forehead. I began looking around, examining corners as though a predator lurked behind them. No, she just asked if you were awake yet, and I said that you weren't. I asked if she wanted me to wake you, but she just said no. She went, no, she said no, just said to let you sleep, she said as she washed the dishes. That's all? She didn't say anything else, I asked? No, she looked awful, though, like she hadn't slept in days. I think you should call her. I got up from the table and thanked Rebecca for lunch. I felt a little bit better at the knowledge that at least she hadn't come inside. Still, I needed to double check that the doors were locked. I sat for a while, trying to figure out what to do next. I didn't want to go home, but I felt that I owed it to Lynn to help her if I could. Hadn't I swore an oath to, to love and honor her through sickness and in health? Clearly, she was very sick. <laughs> if she was sick, which I truly believe she was, I had to try to get her the help she needed, but I didn't even know where to start. I didn't want to call the police, and besides, what the hell was I going to tell them? That my wife was peeking at me? That she was being creepy? As bizarre as she'd been, she hadn't committed any crime. Not yet, anyway. The police would probably would have probably said that I was overreacting, but this wasn't some prank. It felt wrong, dangerous even, like something sinister lurked beneath her smile. I knew as her husband I was well within my rights to have her committed, but what if she simply acted normal in their presence? 
She'd obviously been able to fool Rebecca into thinking she was just a concerned wife. As long as the doctors didn't find a, her a danger to herself or others, they'd have no choice but to release her after 72 hours. I felt lost and overwhelmed. So I did what any husband in my position would do. I called her mother. I didn't <laughs> want to, believe me. Her mother, Marianne, and I were never on the best terms. We never fought or anything like that. She just wasn't a very warm person and wasn't really easy to get along with. She hardly ever smiled, and when she did, only her lips would move into a thin lip smile, leaving her eyes as blank as before. She gave off this aura that she felt like that felt like she was permanently on the offensive. I'd only met her twice, and both times were for such short visits. I got the impression she didn't approve of me for her daughter. Lynn was always ushered us always ushered us out quickly, as she didn't want me to feel uncomfortable, which I was grateful for. Being in her mother's company felt almost unbearable, like walking on glass. I was glad when we moved three states away so we didn't have to see her often. I was happy to avoid the woman, but I needed her help. I really didn't want to talk to her at all, but I had to talk to someone and someone who knew Lynn better than I did, so I gripped my teeth and did what I had to. Yes, she answered, already sounding irritated. Marianne, it's me, Ben. Do you have a minute to talk? I asked. I could hear her cluck her tongue in irritation. Irritation. Just one. <laughs> I'm in the middle of writing some checks, but if you insist, I suppose I could spare a moment. What is it that you want to discuss, Benjamin? She said coolly. It's about Lynn. She's been acting strangely, and I was wondering if you had any idea whether there was something... I was quickly interrupted. It's a bit difficult to follow your rambling, Benjamin. What is it that you want from me? She asked. I could almost see her standing there with her in her thin sweater and slacks, tapping her fingernails impatiently on the table. I wanted to know if you ever noticed any odd behavior or possibly any mental health issues, I asked. There was a long, uncomfortable pause that I couldn't tell was because she was thinking or something else. Finally, after a few seconds, she spoke. I'm not sure if this is one of your jokes, Benjamin, but if so, I don't find the humor in it. Now I have business to attend to, as I've said, so if you don't mind, she said, but I cut her off before she could get rid of me. Marianne, it's not a joke. I'm, I'm seriously concerned about Lynn's mental health. Her behavior has been very erratic lately. I'm very worried about her, and I figured as her mother you would be as well, I said, my frustration evident in my voice. If you're truly concerned, then I suggest you get the health professionals involved. I don't know what you expect of me, she snapped. I can tell she was seconds away from hanging up, and for some reason I was desperate not to let her. I had the feeling that she knew a lot more than she was letting on. Please, if not for me, do it for Lynn, I tried. I heard a uh, fuck. I heard a faint, shaky intake of breath, as if she was trying to hold her steely persona together, but failing. <laughs> Marianne, what's... I started. Benjamin, I don't know what to tell you. My only advice would be to seek professional help. Do not call her here again. Goodbye. I tried to call out to her, but she hung up. I tried to wrap my head around the call and her refusal to help me. Even if she didn't like me, why wouldn't she want to help her own daughter? I couldn't understand that. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. Was that good? Is that what you want? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Fuck, where did I go? Continue. I couldn't understand that. I tried to replay the conversation, desperate to find something I missed. After a while, I almost gave up until I remembered her last, last, her last, last words to me. Seek professional help. She's said those words with a bit of urgency. I could have just been grasping at straws, but no. I was sure her voice had changed. Play. <laughs> Do you like the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
Do you? Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. I just want to make sure you weren't just sitting here bored. No, I like it. Okay. I'm dying to find out what happens <laughs> next. <laughs> Ew, I hate myself. Theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's acting. Sorry. I've watched that freaking Trixie and Katya video like a million times. Really? The scream one that I took? Yeah. Yeah, it was dope. I'm sure you did. Go. I wish... Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I was sure her voice had changed ever so slightly when she'd said that, as if they were very important. What had she meant? I assumed she'd been referring to medical professionals, but maybe she was referring to someone else. Someone that she didn't, for some reason, feel comfortable saying directly. Or maybe I was just desperate. I waited for Chris to get home, and after a very long and exhausting conversation with him and Rebecca, I convinced them that Lynn truly needed psychiatric help. I didn't tell them everything. I wasn't prepared to go into it yet, but I told them about our last encounter, how she'd hidden in the bathroom, peeking at me from the closet. They were obviously shocked, but thankfully they believed me. They, too, just wanted to help her. Still, they didn't think it was all that serious. Weird, but maybe, but not dangerous. They just kept saying that Lynn had to be playing some kind of weird joke. Maybe for YouTube, Rebecca offered, if only half-heartedly. Chris didn't think we should involve the police just yet. He offered instead to go with me, and I readily accepted. He reasoned that calmly talking to her, trying to coax her into going willingly, was the best recourse. I agreed to to do it his way. At least I wouldn't be going into that house alone. We drove over this morning, just after breakfast. There was no way I was going at night. When we pulled into the driveway, my stomach began to do somersaults. Her car wasn't there, but I still didn't let my guard down. The front door was ajar, and for a split second, I thought we'd see her eyes staring through the gap. I was sharing... No. I was shaking and starting to sweat. Chris, however, was fine. He waited for me to open the door, his hands in his pockets like he was going on a fucking stroll through the park. I envied his ignorance. I pushed the door open, and it was immediately hit with a stench of rot. Chris smelled it too, and he walked in the house behind me with his nose scrunched up. What do you guys use to clean the floors around here? Shit, Chris mumbled. <laughs> Shut up, I said, my eyes darting around for any signs of Lynn. The house was deadly quiet and dark despite being 10 in the morning. All the curtains were closed up tight, refusing to allow any sunlight inside. If I hadn't left it just two days ago I, prior, I'd have thought the house to be abandoned. We moved through each room, carefully checking any place that she might hide, occasionally calling her name. Why the fuck are you looking under the couch? Chris asked eventually. Are we looking for your wife? He was looking at me like I was a moron. Let's just go upstairs, I whispered. He shook his head but followed me up the stairs to check the bathroom and spare bedroom. On the way up, my shoes crunched over pieces of glass. (laughs) That looked to be littered (laughs) over a few of the steps. I noticed that one of Lynn and my wedding portraits that hung on the wall along the staircase had been smashed. The frame hung crookedly, all the glass removed. I stared at the picture, a lump forming in my throat. We had taken the photo just after leaving the church, after saying our vows. She looked so beautiful in her white gown. I looked at Lynn's beautiful face. I never dreamed her face would ever be a source of terror for me. We climbed the rest of the steps and checked the spare bedroom, but it looked completely untouched. I was hesitant to go into the bathroom, my fear from that night coming back to me all at once. Chris noticed and offered to go in by himself, but I couldn't let him do that. So we walked in together, checking the closet in the shower. The bathroom looked as if it hadn't been touched since the night I left. I don't think she's here, Ben. Why don't you pack some clothes and we'll try coming back tomorrow or something, Chris said. I nodded and went into our bedroom and shoved some clothes into a duffel bag. When I checked inside our closet, I came across the source of the smell and gagged. 
Chris took one look and lost all color in his face. He had to go stand by the stairs to get away from the sight and smell. I gazed down in shock at what lay inside my bedroom closet. Soaking into the rug were at least a dozen eyeballs, all carefully laid out in pairs. Some were as large as a quarter, while others were as tiny as a marble. I stared down at the eyes she'd collected from small animals, and I wondered how she'd gotten them, and shuddered at the thought. Man, I thought I had it bad with Becca's shoe addiction, but fuck me, your wife's in here collecting eyeballs, Chris said, gagging. Ben, I think we should go, he called from the hall. I'm getting nauseous. Alright. I grabbed my duffel and shut the closet door on my new nightmare. I stepped out into the hall and took a deep breath of air. I could taste the rot on my tongue and couldn't help but gag. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck lines up eyeballs in their closet like that? Chris mumbled. I tried to tell you she needed help, I said. She doesn't need help, Ben. She needs a fucking exorcist, he said. You coming or what? I can't st stand this smell anymore. His words died in his throat and his eyes grew wide with fear. I didn't ask him why. I could feel it. Something was watching me, and I didn't, I didn't think it was the eyes in the closet. I turned around, my eyes slowly scanning the bedroom. Christ, I whispered as I finally saw what we'd missed. Under the bed, curled on her side, watching us with the excitement of a kid on Christmas morning, was my wife. She held her hands together just under her chin, and they were shaking eagerly. Now that she knew she'd been found, I could hear the quiet noises she was making. A sort of hiccuping sound in her throat, as if the excitement was too much for her. It was unnerving to say the least. Wide eyes and that same huge smile. Everything in, in me told me to run, but I forced it away. This was my wife. No matter how twisted, she was still the woman I married. I had to help her. Lynn, I said softly. She didn't respond, but her head bobbed back and forth in two little quick little movements as if she were nodding. Baby. <laughs> Sorry. I just want to help, okay? Can you can you Nani. <laughs> can you let me do that? I asked. I had taken a single step forward, approaching her like some kind of dangerous animal. I love you, Lynn, I said softly, taking another step closer. She let a tiny moan escape her wide mouth, and I had to resist the urge to run. It's so tiny. <laughs> that wasn't a moan. <laughs> <laughs> Even tinier. Okay. Her shoulders were starting to quiver and her eyes grew as large as saucers. I cr <laughs> I crouched down. Okay, I get why he's so scared now. Yeah. yeah. I crouched down so I could see her better and immediately saw the blood. Her hands were covered in it. They trembled more the closer i got as if they were barely as if she was barely able to contain herself lynn are you hurt you're bleeding i said she bobbed her head again her bloody fingers moving up and down as if playing an invisible piano they occasionally grazed her chin leaving smears of blood on her skin i wanted to recoil in disgust the smell that was coming off of her was revolting i could feel the vomit trying to climb up my throat her lips were dry and stretched thin, blood seeping between the cracks. I knew she wouldn't come out on her own, but I didn't want to leave her in the state she was in. I scooted closer and reached out to her. The excited hiccuping sounds got louder and her hands shook, fingers flexing. How did I do it? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> now, how did I do it? I don't know. I was like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they need to get louder and louder. 
<laughs> I hate myself. Okay, me too. <clears throat> it's so cold, it needs to cool off. Yep. It was then... <laughs> it was then that I could see the blood oozing from in between her fingers. Oh my god, Lynn, you're bleeding, I said. Instinctively, no, instinctively, I reached out to take her hand, but before I could even touch her, her hand sprang out towards me. A sharp pain shot through my arm, and I fell back onto my ass. My arm burned, and I could see the blood dripping down into the carpet. I looked back at her in shock and saw her grinning madly, her fingers clutching a large shard of glass. Y'all right in there? Chris asked from behind me. I turned my head slightly and nodded to him, cradling my arm to my chest. When I turned back to Lynn, I saw that her focus had shifted. She wasn't looking at me anymore, and she wasn't smiling anymore either. She was staring past me, her eyes glaring at Chris the way a hungry lion might stare at an antelope. Her mouth was still hanging open, but it was twisted into a snarl. I got to my feet and began walking backwards down the hall, afraid to take my eyes off her. Are you bleeding? Chris asked. The moment the words left his mouth, Lynn started fast scooting out from under the bed, the glass shard still in her fist. Ew. Chris, run, go, I yelled. He must have been too afraid to move because a second later I felt my back bump into him. He was still standing there at the top of the stairs, staring at the horror that was my wife. Horror, not whore. Horror. Horror. The horror that was my wife. The horror. The horror that was my wife. Lynn had crawled completely out from under the bed and stood in the bedroom doorway, her face twisted in rage. Her whole body was visibly tense. Blood ran down her fingers and onto the floor. Jesus, Lynn, Chris said. You, uh, playing hide and seek? I reached back and pushed him towards the steps. Move your ass, Chris, I said as quietly but firmly as I could. Lynn bobbed her head in fast, sharp motions and began to grin, stretching her mouth open wider and wider so that her chin seemed to touch her chest. I heard Chris mutter a prayer, and then he was running down the stairs. I stood at the top of the steps, stuck between the love for a woman who clearly needed serious help and self-preservation. What would you do? Punch that bitch in the face. She seems to have some type of superhero strength. Well, I ain't sticking around to try and save her. Yeah. Do anything to fucking fight her. She has glass shard. Anyway, okay. Run? Yeah, I'm getting the fuck out. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm leaving her. Bye. Bye, Nani. I only want to help, I said, choking back tears. Her eyes focused on me once again as she slowly lifted the glass, holding it out in front of her. And then she started sprinting towards me, grinning with utter, utter excitement. Thankfully, my body took over, and I flew down the stairs, skipping two or three at a time. I made it to the front door before I felt her leap onto my back, wrapping her arms around my neck, her open mouth close to my hair so that I could hear those terrible hiccuping sounds up close. Get close to the... (laughs) I shook her off me, knocking her to the floor. I felt a searing pain in my back as she went, but I tore open the front door and bolted to my car. Chris was standing in the front yard, talking on the phone with the police. I didn't say a word. I just ran to my car and jumped in. Chris took the hint and followed me, still on the line with 911. I watched the rearview mirror, sure I'd seen her running after us, but I never did. I went straight to the ER She's in the fucking car. <laughs> and got 11 stitches in my arm and three on my back. The police asked a lot of questions and went back to the house to do a search, but of course Lynn wasn't there. They advised me to stay with a friend or relative for a while and to file a restraining order as soon as I could, but none of those things would matter. Somehow I just knew. I dropped Chris off at home and went to a motel an hour away. I wanted to put as much dif- distance between me and Lynn as I could. This is where I've been an for, hour away. for the last four hours. <laughs> I thought maybe the police would find her. Maybe they'd get her 
the help she desperately needs. But now I don't think so, because 40 minutes ago, I just got a text from an unknown number, just three words, I found you, and a picture attached. The picture was dark and grainy, but instantly knew what it was. There was no mistaking my wife's eye. I started typing this out immediately after. I don't know what to do. I'm alone and scared, but I can't help but feel that I'm being watched. You have to add, add that somewhere. Dun, dun, dun. All right. All right, that's it. No fucking yeah, way. Yeah, fucking way. No fucking way, fucking bro. Fucking way, bro. So he just got a picture of her eye and he could feel her watching him. Yep. In the motel. I need more. That would be an amazing short film. Let's do it. Oh man. I'm sad it's over. That Did you like looks it? so long. Yeah. It was long. I mean, not like super duper long. I'm really upset because I had a whole plan and I didn't get to do it. What? I'm not gonna tell you. Try and find another scary like Google <laughs> scary story on Reddit or something. Okay. That story reminded me of the movie Smile. Have you seen that? I yet? haven't seen it. No, what do you think? I'm sorry, you don't watch movies. I'm so quirky and not normal. Mom, it's sorry. Eat my ass. Alright, here's the shortish one that says I take photos for national parks, which of course I was naturally attracted to. I don't know what the story no is about. I take photos for national parks. They usually reach out to me to stay in one of their cabins or just in the area and take pictures of nature or wildlife. It doesn't pay a whole lot, but I live comfortably when I'm home and get to travel to a lot of beautiful places all over the country. I get an allowance for food while I'm traveling, etc. It's a good deal. One time a park reached out to me that I hadn't heard of. It was a smaller state park that was, that was just opening up. They just got their grant or whatever they needed to protect the park land, and they wanted me to be the one to take the pictures of the park. They said that they would pay me well, and I was pretty excited to see a new park. Not every day that happens, at least I think. Anyway, I live on the East Coast, and the park was in the mid-slash, or no, slot fuck, south-slash-midwest. And they said they'd pay for my flight, which isn't usually covered. I accepted the offer and took down the f- took the flight down there and got picked up by one of their drivers. The driver seemed excited to have me there. He was young and told me his name was Mark. He explained he was one of the sons of the people running the park and I asked a few questions about the size and scenery of the park. Mark told me it was mostly desert but that his mom planned on hosting concerts and festivals there a few times a year. They were already starting construction on a few cabins and resource buildings. He keeps talking about all the plans his mom has for the area as I look out the window. Dusty hills and miles of desert stretch out in every direction. Nothing I haven't seen before. A few hours later, we get to the entrance of the park. I meet Mark's mom, and she tells me that they have a tent and some equipment set up. She drove me out in a different car, and it takes about 20 minutes to get to the campsite. They had a large tarp set out with a tent and a generator for me. Much nicer than I was used to. She explains the shots they're looking for, and tells me to call them if I need anything. She says an awkward goodbye and drives off. The sun was already setting, so I had a few shots in. I got a few shots in for fun. They were looking for day shots, so I read until it got dark and waited for the stars to come out. That was always my favorite part about these trips. Being out in the middle of nowhere, you could see everything. 
About an hour after the sun had set, I heard a series of noises. I disregard it at first, but then I hear him again. No, when I hear him again, I went outside my tent to try and see what it was. The noise happened again. It came from multiple directions and sounded like screeching and growling and crying all at once. It was loud. And it was close. It was a noise that made my skin crawl. It was too dark to see past the lantern I had set up at one corner of the tarp, and the generator was still on, so I couldn't determine exactly where the sounds were coming from. So I turned off the light and switched the generator off too. I took a minute for my eyes to adjust to the darkness, but when they did, I saw them. It was about a dozen people. They were either gray or white and fully naked. They were circling my campsite, running on all fours. What's with the all fours? All fours is scary. <laughs> when they screamed, their mouths opened wider than any human I had ever seen. <laughs> but they looked human. I was frozen, but they circled my tent at least 20 times. I didn't know what to do. They would scream every so often. I didn't even think to grab my camera. Then they all stopped, faced directly at me, and screamed one last time, louder and longer than before. When they finished, they left, all of them. They ran off into the desert on all four, fours. I made my way back into the tent, confused but unable to sleep. When the sun came up, I took the shots Mark's mom had requested and left. She was surprised I had finished so quickly. I told her to be careful at night and made my way back to the airport. I didn't want to explain what I saw. She would have thought I was crazy, and maybe I was, but the sound still haunts me to this day. Are you gonna tell do the thing to me? Cause that's the only reason I read another story. Do what thing to me? I don't know, you wouldn't tell me. I did. I screamed. Oh. I was waiting for you to say it in the other story and I was gonna scream. Oh. You know what we should do for an episode? Monday? Hmm. We should like read wiki howls. You know? Wiki how. On, like, really mundane tasks. You know what I mean? I've never read a WikiHow. So you have? You never read WikiHow? It's like, you look up how to, um, you know, like, make a sandwich or something. And it, like, has the instructions with, like, the pictures. No. Really? You've never yeah. been on WikiHow? Mm-mm. Huh. Because we All were right. looking up how to do a seance... And we were on WikiHow looking it up. And it was funny. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so we should do that. Anyway, okay. just don't forget. I found a one. I All found right. a you one. You want to read it to me? <laughs> yeah. All right. <coughs> don't make fun of me if I suck. I, you, I was sucked. All right. Years ago, a few friends and I went to hang out in a graveyard. Stupid thing to do for a, br- a brunch. A bunch of bored 18-year-olds on a weekday night. But it happened next. But what happened next was very real to all of our experiences. We were driving my friend's really old beat-up Subaru through the massive graveyard. We stopped to get out and walk around. We walked down a hill and came across a little pond. There was someone sitting on a rock on the other side of the pond. The figure was all black and we couldn't make out any features other than the fact that it looked like a man who was wearing some old style top hat. Stupid us waved and shouted, hi. He didn't show any acknowledgement or wave back. The man sat on a rock, still. All of a sudden, he jumped to his feet, started running to us on the water and then vanished in thin about, 
air. I think they meant thin air. I think air. they meant thin air, too. And then vanished in thin air about halfway on the pond. My friends and I screamed and ran back to her car. I didn't want to believe what we saw, but we all saw it happen. We got back to her car and tried to start it. It wouldn't start. <gasps> Frantically, trying to get it started, we all started panicking and getting very scared. That's when we heard some banging on the car from the back. It wasn't a constant bang, but every few seconds or so we'd hear it. Nobody was outside from what we could see in the dark, but something was making a noise on the car. At this point, I'm having a full-blown panic attack, screaming and crying to get us out. Luckily, my friend seemed a bit less panicky than I was and helped calm me down. It was obvious that we were just as freaked out, however, more speechless and pale-faced. I don't like their writing. No. It's okay. <laughs> we get it. We got the gist. This person's gonna <laughs> reach out and be like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. We just kid. We love you. I get I get Alright. We oh, would have left the car in the graveyard and walked along journey to the exit if it weren't for the banging on the car. We didn't want to get out and leave. Oh, they're in the car. Yeah. We didn't want to get out and leave. After about a minute, the banging stopped. I'll call my mom to get a, to come give us a boost, I thought. I'm not entirely sure why none of us thought to call sooner. However, I don't believe anyone thinks rationally while panicking. At this point, 15 minutes had gone by since we got back in the car. I opened my phone and started dialing and realized I had no service. None of us had any cell service. We bantered back and forth for a few minutes trying to figure out what to do and decided leaving the car because whatever was outside was not what we wanted to come and decided against leaving the car. Sorry. <laughs> because whatever was outside was not something we wanted to come face to face with. The next 30 minutes we were spent trying to get her car started. No banging was heard afterwards, but we felt this heavy feeling around us. Almost as if it created this pressure on our chest. It's called anxiety. Uh, it's quite difficult to explain as I've never felt anything like it before. Damn! Lucky you. Finally, her car started. She hit the pedal to the metal. <laughs> <laughs> we sped out of that graveyard so fast. Immediately, crossing the gates, all of our phones regained self-service. I've never been able to explain what caused any of this or why certain things happened. One thing I know for certain is that someone or something was out there and it was not an animal or human. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> that was lame. What? Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a tree and it was a creepy tree. Anyone who walked past it fainted and died. <laughs> Alright. I got one. I found on Reddit. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. But well, we haven't known about any of these. That one is so good. If Becca finds it, how'd she find that? She I heard it. What? I, I literally said that oh. she heard it on a podcast. Oh. Chill out. He's checking my reflexes. I'm, I'm about to, like, do more, like, blah, 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 blah. To me? <laughs> Stop. I'm gonna like 
deep dive into some reddits and find some more good stories because that we should find so some good. funny ones too Ooh, yeah 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 like some like embarrassing yeah, yeah, stories, embarrassing and stuff, stories. Yeah. Ooh, we're gonna have so much content oh, yeah. from other people's content <laughs> <laughs> it's the best content oh yeah all right this one's called station 91.1 91.1 911 oh 9-11 a frequency from hell Alright. As the last riffs of Bob Seger's Turn the Page played, Stephen hit the scan button and the radio stopped at 91.1. His life hasn't been the same ever since. The music playing on 91.1 wasn't like anything Stephen had ever heard before. The word abstract jumped into his mind. It sounded like someone was connecting to a dial-up modem playing backwards and it slowed to a crawl. Yet Stephen felt as if he'd heard the voices in the as if he heard voices in the background. Random sound effects played throughout like metal scraping against metal. It gave way to the snarls of beasts and screams of the damned. Steven chuckled and realized his mind was searching for meaning in the sound when there was nothing. Either that or he was going insane. He hit the scan button again. The radio went around the full cycle of stations before landing on 91.1. Again. Not joy, a voice said from across the speakers. A dense fog filled the road. The visibility was close to nothing. He slowed to a crawl. In the rearview mirror, a red light in the red a red light the color of crimson shone through the fog. Must be another car, Steve thought, but didn't understand why anyone would want red beams in their car. Steve started to feel lightheaded. The volume increased and the song changed into something that chilled his insides. It sounded like wind rushing through an empty field of desolation. It painted a picture of complete emptiness, not only void of humanity, but missing the essence of life and goodness. The girls rang through the speakers in a language he couldn't understand. Midway through her sentence, the voice changed from a child's to a woman's and said, I want the hair all around. Mm. In the background, (laughs) Steve heard goats screaming and the sound of their slaughter. The voice of another child screamed, Stop tattling on this side. The little girl replied, I want it to be old. No, no, no. Tell he that is the sin. Tet, tet, tet. I hate this. <laughs> I picked a dumb one. Uh, I'm almost done, so. Okay. As the children argued, the red lights were catching up to him. He accelerated despite the low visibility. Eventually, it was only the little girl speaking again. How can he distinguish? There's no... Anyways. She died in the constabulary. <laughs> constabulary? <laughs> constabulary? What is that word? I don't know what you're talking about. At the very top. Constabulary? I don't fucking know. Oh, she died in there. Whatever it is. <laughs> Love gets us all. When was that? It is no more. London influenza. (laughs) It's hot. It's hot. 
It's hot. Stephen bit his lower lip until he bled. <laughs> it was all he could do to stop himself from falling into the madness, ready to overwhelm him. With the pain, the fog cleared. The red lights behind him were gone. The radio static now. No music, no voices. Plain, universal static. With the road cleared, Stephen recognized exactly where he was and continued home. When Stephen got into bed, he couldn't sleep. Everything from the ride home replayed again in his mind like a bullet ricocheting in his brain. Stephen never slept again. <laughs> <laughs> In the silence of the night, the voices and the music invade his mind. It doesn't sound anything like anything else on earth. This sucks. <laughs> Why did I? Read did that you one? like mine better? That I, the one I made up, the tree one. Yeah. Thank you. Once upon a time, there was a scary book. Scary book. A scary book, and when you opened the book and looked in. It trapped your soul inside. And the book was your life story. So every time another person opened it and read it, they were reading your life. And then their soul would get stuck, and so on and so forth. Does this mean that's like a good? The up is a good? I think so. Ooh. Ooh. All right, I'm reading the comments now before I read this dumb bullshit. Okay. Last one. Okay. That I'll read, and then if you want, you can pick another one. I don't even know if the last two deserve to be in this podcast. I think it was funny. I think our comments were funny. <laughs> he never slept again. Got it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this is the comments on this. It says, whoa, holy plot twist, Batman. Other one. Holy mother of Hades. That was brutal. All right. It's called, please don't hurt me anymore. Oh, okay. Me and my ex. Anyway. Ooh. Ooh. Alright. I utter the words as he gives me that look I know so well. He likes it when I beg. But clearly, I didn't say the words with enough pleading in my voice. He knows I don't mean it as much as I should, and that I need more correcting. He kicks me again. The malicious, determined look on his face showing the pleasure he gets from seeing me squirm in pain and misery. So it is my ex. I curl into a ball, protecting my stomach and softer organs. He's broken ribs before. This I know well. He knows what hurts and what doesn't, and he knows just how to hurt me in ways I'll respond to. Please, Chris, don't hurt me again. Sorry. <laughs> Edit that out. It says, please, Chris. Please, Chris, please don't hurt me anymore. Please. He looks down at me with disdain, nudges my legs with the hard toe of his boots, and kneels down to look in my bruised, tear-streaked streaked face. Are you actually sorry, or do we need to go over again why you deserve the punishment I give you? Do you promise to behave? I don't want to keep doing this, but I will if I have to. You have to to learn. Don't talk to me like that. It's already almost done. Uh. <coughs> I squeeze, squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> I squeeze. I can't even say the word. I squeeze. 
I squeeze myself tighter into a ball, looking into his hateful eyes and nod my head. I'll behave. I'll be a good girl. I won't make <laughs> I won't make him angry again anytime soon. I've learned my lesson. He stares into my eyes and after a few minutes he nods and stands up. With a heavy sigh, he helps me to my feet and helps me stumble to the bathroom. He draws me a bath hot with steam raising from the water, just the way he knows I like it. He washes me and washes the washes and conditions my hair, knowing I can't raise my arms without pain over after my ordeal. After helping me out of the bath and tucking me into bed, he kisses me tenderly on the forehead. You know I love you beyond words, but we can't keep doing this. You have to be a good girl and not get into trouble. I don't like punishing you, but you'll never learn if I don't. Please behave yourself. It's gonna make me sick. <laughs> not Christian Grey. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. I nod a calm, sanguine smile. That's sanguine? I think it's sanguine. Sanguine. Whatever. Sanguine? Sanguine? Sanguine! Okay, whatever. Sanguine? I nod and a calm smile on my slightly puffy, darkened face. He leaves me tucked into my soft bed to clean up the mess I made in the kitchen. I know I shouldn't kill people. I know it makes him angry. <laughs> it always leaves a giant mess when he has to clean up all the blood, all the viscera, and then making sure they can't be tracked back to our home. Sometimes I can't help myself. They just look at me in a way the voices in my head tell me they know and I have to kill them. What do they know? I'll be a good girl not listen to the voices and behave myself for now damn don't, don't, don't. that that didn't take a really quick turn bitch did she deserve it yeah yeah you killing people bitch i mean but I mean, he's an accomplice working. at this point huh isn't he an accomplice yeah. at this point then why is he kicking her because he loves her. Yeah, he doesn't want her to kill people, but he also doesn't want to turn her in. He cleans it up. Would you love if would you no. love someone no. if you found out they were murdered? No. Where do you draw the line at love? Okay, like okay, I'm saying like harming people for no reason. Like fraud? Yeah. Like petty theft? Nah. What if it was like persistent? Okay get a life right or don't get caught <laughs> by me too <laughs> yeah if i'm getting like lots of nice things like you know fine fine oh i'm gonna stay up so late <laughs> looking for stories here if you want to look through one i i just picked that one was like a 99 up 99 whatever that up. is 99 ups <laughs> it's hard to find they're just like completely random like it's just an abyss yeah it's weird that you can't like google like good reddit stories yeah well I'll, why i'll never use the phrase shitting bricks around my girlfriend ever again <laughs> oh look what this look i haven't used this. any of the stickers you got me either i don't know what to do i saw this the other day yesterday i almost sent it to you and i said i think she's mad at me yeah yeah that's yeah. what we said i know it's agreement 
That's it's validation. That's why I put that one in my car because I'm like, at least I know this one I'll be able to enjoy for a long time. Because not sticking it anywhere, that I one know. got fucked up. Yeah. So I was like, <sighs> fuck. I need to stick it somewhere. <laughs> I need to stick it somewhere. I know where you can stick it. <laughs> There's a song that um, they like to play at PBR. I don't even know what it's called or anything, but he's like, um, don't tell me where to put it. I put it where I want. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, here's one. Once upon a time. <laughs> I don't believe you. Once upon a time. I don't believe you. Okay, okay. You're such a liar. Okay. Why are you lying? I'm not lying. You are. No. I was walking along the woods whenever I noticed a tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Oh my god, you did so well. Shakira. I didn't know you were Shakira. I thought she was in prison. I saw her on TV at the gym. She was doing an interview or some shit. To the hip slide, baby. (laughs) Once upon a time, Alexis said, to those hips lie, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was the freakiest, most scariest, spookiest shit I've ever experienced. I never slept again. <laughs> Isn't it weird that you can't feel your teeth until you feel your teeth? What can you feel until you feel it? I guess I was thinking more of pain. You can't feel your teeth until they're in pain. Right, because like, I can't like feel that I'm doing that. But I can't feel my hair like that either. But your hair can't hurt either. My hair hurts all the time. No, your scalp hurts, bitch. Okay, what about my fingernails? It's, your fingernail doesn't hurt, though. It's your skin under that hurts. Well, then it's on your tooth. It is your tooth, it's bitch. your nerves. Oh, my God. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> You're just mad I'm right. Well, I mean, your insides, for real, though. Like, all your organs. Yeah. You can't feel them until they hurt. Yeah, but if you touched it... Well, I guess not, because your organs are touching. You can't tell. I mean, you can feel it. Sometimes. You can... I feel it in my skin, unless it's starting to hurt. I feel my bowels. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes. But that's, like, more of a pain yeah. receptor. Bro, when I'm on the way to work every morning, I've been shitting... I've been shitting... You would not. On your way to work. No, I mean, almost shit on my But I mean, when I get to work, I be shitting. Like, I be shitting. I be shitting. Like, what's that shits. thing that was really big back in the day? It's like, stay calm and like shit. Or shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm Keep calm. Keep calm and. Reddit. This, this podcast is sponsored by Reddit. Have you read it yet? Reddit. GetReddit.com or the app. Now available on iTunes. Reddit. Why are you obsessed with doing that? I like it. It feels good. Well, you're not good <laughs> at it. So get Reddit. <laughs> you want to know something I said? What'd you say? <laughs> oh my said. god, you're so funny. It's so funny. Oh, fuck, okay, I gotta remember <laughs> the exact scenario. 
It was right after, it was like Thursday, or it was right after Trixie and Katya. So, okay, so me and Sierra had to go get her car, right? Well, guess what? It fucking broke down on the way home. Overheated. She's had tickets at shop twice since then. Anyway, it's back now. Okay. And then <laughs> she was talking about, I don't fucking know, getting a new, she was worried that she'd have to get a new engine. And I told her she could get it in four easy payments with Karma. <laughs> Okay, is it just me or is it Klarma? Not Klarna? It's not really Klarna. I mean, it's not really Klarma. It is Klarna, the real app. Okay. They're okay. making a, a joke. I okay. Think. Okay. Is it just me or is I was like, I thought it was Klarna, not Klarma. But now I see Klarna and I'm like, wait, I thought it was Klarma. <laughs> <laughs> it got me fucked up, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I was like, I thought really I was like, I was like, um, yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, man, they're really cool sponsors to let them like make this joke as their like sponsors. <laughs> I hate myself. I would do it. No, yeah, yeah. I have a business. I'd yeah. be like, please. Yeah. Fuck around. Yeah. I don't care what you say. <laughs> yeah. You know what I didn't understand? What? But I guess it's the point. The long hands. Like the long arm pieces. Like the guy or the chick that kidnapped them. The like president of Clarence. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The long arm pieces. I was like, alright. It was an artistic choice. Oh, yeah. Theater. You know, Amy said six in the whatever half a dozen really days. yeah i was like six in one half a dozen six in one half a dozen in the other yeah yeah i was like i've never heard that before it's a simulation they're all fucking robots <laughs> also the guy that walks in front of the place today why he tell me he wasn't a robot all right well what did you That's think? That's our podcast. That was the podcast. If anyone likes it, tell us because we need the confidence boost. To keep going for real. Yeah. Literally, we mean living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I just feel like we suck at everything. Yeah? Yeah. What do you mean? And just everything in general? Yeah. 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 <sighs> We're so stupid. Hmm? We're so stupid. Yeah, we are. I hate us. Me too. Oh shit, we're still recording. Oh no. Oh Fuck. damn. I hope no one strokes our big fucking ego and says we're great. God, I don't want that at all. I would all. hate that so much. I hate attention. Oh yeah, me too. I do it's not so like people to talk about me or anything. Annoying? Like, God. Like, I'm so shy. Oh. I'm so shy and embarrassed. Like, don't just. Stay over there and let me, like, live my poor, sad life and think that everyone hates me. Because, I mean, I know they do. Yeah. And you trying to tell me otherwise? You're just lying. Yeah. I I fucking hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, bye. Okay, bye. I have hemorrhoids again. (laughs) Bye.